Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wassalatu wassalamu ala mawuthi rahmatillil alameen nabiyyina wa habibina Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallim amma ba'd. Al-yawm arba'atun wa shiruna min shahri shawwal. Al-muwafiq li khamsah min shahri al-jun. Al-fainu wa ahid wa shirin. Wasil dasana fi hadith kitabi mubarak. Kitabi Allahi azza wa jal. Asallallahu subhanahu wa ta'ala an uh, so today, inshallah, uh, let's see if we can uh, be done with the tafsir so that uh, next week we will we'll be back to our uh, normal classes. So last uh, time uh, we were in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ثُمَّ أَتْبَعَ سَبَبَ حَتَّى إِذَا بَلَغَ بَيْنَ السَّدَّيْنِ وَجَدَ مِن دُونِهِمَا قَوْمًا لَا كَادُونَ يَفْقَهُونَ قَوْلًا قالوا يا ذا القرنين إن جوجا مأجوجا مفسدون في الأرض فهل نجعل لك خرجا على أن تجعل بيننا وبينهم سدا الله سبحانه وتعالى ثم أتبع سببا talking about the القرنين and then he follow the knowledge granted to him by Allah سبحانه وتعالى and the سبب given to him by Allah سبحانه وتعالى to reach those locations حتى إذا بلغ بين السدين وجد من دونهما قوما لا يكادون يفقهون قولا. He found a group of people between the two said these are two huge mountains which are at the same height somehow. And وجد من دونهما قوما you know behind them he found people living behind them لا يكادون يفقهون قولا. It is not easy for them to understand. You have to speak. You have to make it louder for you to make them understand what you are what you are talking about. قالوا يا ذا القرنين إن جوجا مأجوجا مفسدون في الأرض. So he found those people living in that place, and I guess I talk about the statement of those scholars concerning the جوجا مأجوج that they are human beings, you know, children of Adam, according to the Sunnah of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. And these Yajuj or Majuj, they are uh, uh, part of the signs of the Day of Judgment. The Prophet ﷺ classified the signs of the Day of Judgment into three, uh, two categories, the minor and the major. The major signs of the Day of Judgment, these are the signs of the Day of Judgment, which when they happen, you know that the Day of Judgment is very, is very near, around the corner. And the minor signs of the Day of Judgment, there are so many, they are not limited. Yani contrary to the major, the major are limited to the amount given to us by the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. But the minor signs of the day of judgment, there are so many, so many, and many of them already happened. And those which did not happen, most likely they might be happening together with the major signs of the day of judgment. Wallahu alam. But the major signs of the day of judgment, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned Al Mahdi. Al-Mahdi is the first one who was the descendants of the Prophet ﷺ, a righteous person. Allah SWT will fix him in one night and then he will wage war against the evil. And he will fight the evil and succeeded in that regard. And his name it looks like the name of Muhammad ﷺ. And this is contrary to the Mahdi of the Shia who is hiding in the hole of a lizard. Uh, this one doesn't exist. you know. But they still believe that they have... Uh, somebody hiding in the hole of a lizard who will come and, and save them from the, the tragedy of uh, Banu Umayyah. You know, they still remember those uh, days, you know, all of these are hatred, uh, uh, nothing other than this. So we don't have Mahdi like this, but we have a real Mahdi, which is mentioned by the Prophet ﷺ, and he will arrive. Um, 
so this Mahdi will fight uh, the evil and he will succeed in that. He will succeed in that. Uh, before he died, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring out a Dajjal. Dajjal will come out and destroy that which was established by Al-Mahdi. You get the idea? And the fitna of Masih al-Dajjal is the greatest fitna that ever existed. You know, there is no fitna that is similar to the fitna of Dajjal. It's the worst entity that the world will ever see. And why is it so difficult and so bad? The test of Dajjal, because it is related to Iman. It is connected to the Iman. Any fitna that is related to the Iman of a believer, this fitna is the greatest fitna for the believer. Any fitna that is connected to the Iman, this is the greatest fitna. Because the Dajjal will come and do things which everyone knows that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does them. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him the ability and the power to do them, to test the creation. To see who will agree with him and who will not. So the Prophet ﷺ gave us so many signs so that we can recognize him not to be deceived when he arrives. And the Prophet ﷺ said he will come and he will be having a deficiency in his eyes. The Prophet said the right eyes is deficient. He has two eyes. One of them was completely gone and the other one is also deficient. Get it? So contrary to what some people said, he has only one eye and they are saying sometimes that this, uh, this is uh, representing the te television, the TV, you know, the TV has one eye. So they say this is the job. Some of them, they said that this is the, 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 the what do you call feminism, you know, those movements, you know, some of so many interpretations which you have to just uh, take them and put them in the, in the garbage. They have no substance at all cannot rely upon them at all. Some of them some of them said, no, there is no Dajjal. Dajjal is represented by the Western community because they have only one eye, uh, the eye of what? Money. No religion is ever been developed by the Western community. It's all about money. When they reach uh, those colonizers, when they reach the places where they colonize, you know, they came with the, with, with the religion, you know, with the Bible, but now uh, uh, they have the land, they took the land, they left those people with the Bible and they took all of their lands. So some said this are, uh, they, they are the Dajjal. So as I said, all of these interpretations, you have to throw them away because they have no substance. They're useless. You know, the only interpretation that left is the one given to us by Rasulullah that Dajjal is human being. You know, it's human being, it's human being. Okay, so uh, I'm not here to discuss the Dajjal, we already know, but you just have to be aware of that which the Prophet said will happen. And the Dajjal, when he arrives, the Prophet advised any one of us to stay away from him. And uh, we have to look into the deceptions of, alhamdulillah, the internet and whatever you are doing, you know, movement, organizations, any deviant sects and group, you have to stay away from them. You don't go and test your Iman. This is uh, similar to the case of the Dajjal. When you hear about him, the Prophet said, stay away from him. Whoever hears about Dajjal, he should stay away from him. There are several ways uh, to protect yourself. One of them is a dua. اللهم إني أعوذ بك من عذاب جهنم ومن عذاب القبر ومن فتنة المحيا والممات ومن فتنة المسيح الدجال that you do at the last part of your your prayers. One of them is the memorization of the first part of this surah, the ten verses of this, the first ten verses of this surah. It will also be in light Allah protect you from the jal. One of them is to stay in Makkah or Medina. You will also be protected from uh, uh, the jal 
One of these uh, protection, which is the most important one, is the righteousness. The Prophet said, if the Jal arrives and I'm around, I will be taking care of him, don't worry. But if the Jal is gone, uh, I'm sorry, but if the, but if I'm gone and then the Jal comes afterwards, then you have to take care of yourself. But Allah will take care of the believers. So uh, we see from this that the best protection you have against the Dajjal is what? Is your righteousness. So that, therefore the most important preparation you do to protect yourself from the Dajjal and your family is your righteousness and convincing your family also to be to be righteous. The Dajjal will come. Before the Dajjal will die, Isa will arrive and Isa salam will be the one who will kill the Dajjal. You get it? And then Isa will live until the time the Juju Majuj come. Ajujo Majuj, they will come and then uh, subhanAllah they will cause fitna on the earth and uh, uh, and these are the one that Allah is referring to here Ya'jujo uh, Majuj so they will arrive when they arrive it will be fitna and Allah will mention this uh, arrival inshallah in the near in the near future so then Allah will kill them after he killed them then you have the rising of the sun from the west which will be followed by the, ri- uh, the, the, the rising of the beast, the animal, which will inform people where exactly are they going to, whether Jannah or Paradise. And then the, the three earthquakes, the Prophet said, will happen, one from the east, one from the west, and one from the Arabian uh, Peninsula. And then the last one, the Prophet said, Narun min qari Adan. It will come out from the Yemen. You know, chasing people from the land of, I mean, to the land of assembling. So these are the ten major signs of the day of, day, day of judgment. As you can see, Yajujo Majuj, they are one of them, and they are also human beings, as I mentioned earlier. So Yajujo uh, Majuj, any description that is given to you, you know, concerning uh, the way they look, these are all taken from the Israeliyat, and we are not supposed to trust them. Uh, trust them in that. There is no description given to us through the Prophet about the way they look, to get an idea of the way they look. And most of the hadiths are talking about the Ajuj or Majuj in this way. These hadiths are, are we. But we all agree that they are from the children of Adam because of this hadith of the Prophet. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَجَدَ مِن دُونِهِمَا قَوْمًا لَا يَكَادُونَ يَفْقَهُونَ قَوْلًا so first, you know, they have a different uh, language, so it's not easy to cut to uh, make them, you know, understand what you are you are saying. So it's like they have a language which is different from the people. You have to keep on trying your best, you know. Uh, not just you have to talk loudly, but you have to try your best to see how to make them understand what exactly are you are you talking about. So they are far from the uh, the other uh, people, you know. The races, you know, so they're in a place which is isolated, so they don't, they don't know how to communicate with the people uh, that much. So if you are to mix with them, to meet them, to talk to them, if you are to make them understand what you are saying, you have to pay a lot of prices for you to uh, uh, reach them. So they told him, They are really causing corruption on earth. Whenever they come, they used to come here and corrupt and disturb everything and destroy everything. 
would you accept if we are to give you some money, you know, to pay you a prize so that you can make between us and them said means a barrier. You can put something to to stop them from coming to us. Can we make for you a way so that you can uh, block them from reaching us? SubhanAllah. He told them, no, I don't need that. He said, what Allah subhanahu granted me is always better, is better for me. But what I can say is, you guys should just support, you know, come, let's do it all together. SubhanAllah, I found this very interesting because I experienced, you know, uh, places whereby uh, people will be waiting for the authority to come and do something for them. Yes, it is the job of the authority to do it. But subhanAllah, people will be suffering for ages, waiting for the government to come and do it. And the government is so much corrupted, you know. They don't want, uh, they don't want to come and do it. And people will be suffering. Whereas if they are to take initiative by themselves, they can do it and solve their problems by themselves. I remember a place where they disturbed them with, uh, the, the, I mean, the, the thieves. The thieves used to come and disturb, you know. SubhanAllah, the community are waiting for the security from the government to come and take action and nobody's doing it. So they just decided to guard and to protect themselves. They assign, uh, you know, the members of the community and a couple of them will be guarding tonight and uh, the next night some people. SubhanAllah, the thing stopped completely. Nobody comes. So there are so many examples that I can give whereby if we are to cooperate, all of us, we can do it, you know. With the little that Allah SWT granted us, if everyone is supposed to support and cooperate and participate, we can do the job. You know, they have been living, but if you look at this story, who did the job for them? They did it. Because Dhul Qarnayn was just a guide, telling them how to do it, but they are the one who cooperated and do it. And most likely, you might have somebody who is having the thinking of doing that amongst the people, but they will be waiting for ages, waiting for somebody to come and show them mercy, but nobody would do it. So cooperation is needed, thinking in the wise uh, way is needed and not waiting for somebody to come and do uh, for you something which is beneficial to your life is also needed. So Dhul Qarnayn told them, Mama Rabbi khayr. What Allah SWT has given me is better for me. I don't need what you want. Like Suleiman when he told uh, Balqis, uh, uh, he says that uh, what Allah SWT gave me is better than what Allah SWT gave you. So I don't need uh, that which you, are, which, you are looking, which you are talking about. So uh, here then also said, Mama I just want the support uh, from you. Uh, so he told them, uh, just give me uh, some support. I'm going to put this radm, a very strong protection, much more than what you are looking for. You know, uh, something that will seal the place completely. It will seal the place completely in a way they will never be able to come, uh, you know, to come out to you. So as I said, this shows that, yes, uh, members of the community should be thinking of that which benefit them and not to wait for somebody to come and show uh, support uh, to them. قَالَ أَجَعَلْ بَيْنَكُمْ بَيْنَهُمْ رَدْمَ آتُونِ زُبَرَ الْحَدِيدِ So he told them, آتُونِ زُبَرَ الْحَدِيدِ he says, uh, 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 give me a Zubar al-Hadid. Uh, Zubar al-Hadid is a Qita'a, Zubar of a Shaykh, Qita'atuhu. 
So he said, just give me pieces of iron. I just need metal and iron. Atu nizubar al-hadid. So he told them to fix it just like the brick, but this time around in a met in the form of a metal. So they put it one on top of uh, the other. Uh, they tried to, 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 to put it in the way he prescribed for them until the time it reached the height of those uh, two, two mountains. You know, that is mountain here, another one here. So they blocked the whole uh, gate which is used by the Ajujumajuj to come out until the time it reached that one. So subhanAllah, and he asked them to melt a hadid. You know, this is the interpretation of uh, some of the, the Mufassirin. When he says, Atuni alayhi qitara, is uh, the, the, the form of the copper, the nuhas, which is melted, and then he put it inside, subhanAllah. You see the bricks is metal, and the melted iron also is put on it. SubhanAllah, very strong uh, uh, system. So he fixed, he puts the pieces of the, the hadith and the metal, and then he melted the, the copper, you know, and then he asked them to put uh, inside, so it goes in between and stick it uh, with uh, each other. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, SubhanAllah. So Durkarnain fixed that sad for them, actually radm, not even sad, you know, something that is so strong, stronger, stronger than the way, you know, it's sealed completely. It's not just a gate or a block at the place, no. It sealed the place. It's like it is connected to the mountain. It's like these two mountains now, they are one entity. That's why Allah. So Allah says, They couldn't manage to, uh, to go on top of it. Because it's so solid and smooth also. So they cannot climb it. And they couldn't manage to drill it, you know, to make holes that would enable them to reach the, 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 the out of the place, you know, to go to the people. So, they did not make a naqab, these uh, holes, you know, to drill it, to cut it, to, uh, I mean, uh, to break some part of it so that they can come out. The Prophet said, that hadith of his, which is narrated by Abu Huraira, he says, "In the Jujjah, ma Jujjah, they have no sadda. Every day, from until if they kadu, they see the shua, they see the shua, the shamsi. قال الذي عليهم ارجعوا فستحفرونه غدا فيعودون إليه كأشد ما كان حتى إذا بلغت مدتهم وأراد الله أن يبعثهم على الناس حافروا حتى إذا كانوا يرون شعاع الشمس قال الذي عليهم ارجعوا فستحفرونه غدا إن شاء الله so the Prophet said every day they are digging you know they are trying to drill the place so uh, and they couldn't do and they will try to drill and they will they will cut some part of it until the time when they were about to see the 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 the, the, the sun rays you know the the shining of the sun they're trying to see the sun so that's the reason why I do believe Allahu Alam they are in a place which is munhafid min or low level on the earth, you know, covered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has his own way to let them survive and let them live. So until the time they are able they are almost able to see the sun and then they will say, just go back go go home, you know, at the evening they will tell themselves, Go home and sleep. Tomorrow you will come back and, and cut it and then go into the people. You know. SubhanAllah, tomorrow when they come they will find it being brought back in the way it was. Until the time Allah SWT wanted them to come out, 
then they will say, Insha'Allah, tomorrow we will be able to get uh, to the human beings. So when they come tomorrow, they will find it in the way uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, I mean, in the way they left it yesterday, subhanAllah, they will open and they will come. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, there were so many, so many, so many. Wherever you go, you find them. You know, there were so many and very quick in their movement. And whenever they come across whatsoever, they des- they destroy. That's why when they come out, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will inform Isa alayhi salam that أَخْرَجْتُ أَحَدٍ You know, I've already take out some uh, of my slaves, and nobody has the power and ability to fight them. SubhanAllah. And Allah SWT will ask him to go with whoever is with him to the mountain and hide in the cave. Allah SWT will protect them. So people will be hiding in whatever they can find to hide. They will eat the food. They will drink the water. You know, they will, daily, uh, they will really, really disturb the earth and cause corruption on the earth. So they will live according to the time Allah SWT prescribed for them until the time Isa salam asked Allah SWT to take care of them because people are tired of hiding you know, from them. That's very strong and powerful. Nobody can stand on their way. Then Allah SWT will send a worm, you know, worm. Uh, they will be destroyed by the worms. Each one of them will be assigned a worm. And the worm will be uh, hanging around its neck and bite the neck. And then the Ajujumajuj will die. Allah SWT will command people to come out. When they come out, they found that the body of Ajujumajuj is everywhere. Wherever you put your, your leg, you put your leg on a rotten, you know, uh, uh, what do you call body of Juju uh, So Isa will find life to be very difficult in this way. So he will ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to take them, you know, to somewhere else. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send birds, they will take them and throw them away to wherever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants. That will be the end of your Juju Majuj. So Allah SWT blocked them from coming. There are some scholars who have some concern, you know, regarding this hadith. They found it to be strange, including Ibn Kathir. But Sheikh Nasruddin Albani says, no, this is wrong. Uh, because uh, the hadith is authentic, you know. According to his uh, study, the hadith is authentic. And also the confusion which uh, Ibn Kathir has could be answered. You know, it's very simple because he says the Prophet said they couldn't, uh, 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 I mean, cut any part of it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says they couldn't cut any part of it. And the hadith of the Prophet says they are draining, they are cutting part of it every day. They get idea. But they will never be able to cut it completely until the time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, He's referring to that time. You know, he's referring to that, to that time. That's why he says, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, this is mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَإِذَا جَاءَ وَعَدُ جَعَلَهُ وَكَانَ وَعَدُ Until the time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants them to come out, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala جَعَلَهُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would destroy it completely. When you say dakka, like the statement naqatun dakka, dakka means to make something stable, you know, flat. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will flatten that sad or radm to the ground, remove it completely, uh, so that the ajujah majujah will be able to come out. So we tell uh, those scholars who believe that, yes, n- n- that nobody... Uh, was able to break it and Yajuja Majuju are not dreaming. We tell them no, that was the time 
Dulkarnain built the thing, they couldn't figure out how to deal with it. But later on, they managed to do it because the hadith of the Prophet said they were doing. As for the other hadith of the Prophet that says, this is the way the Prophet put He says like this He said like a small hole of was open The Prophet is making kinaya here That fitna, fitna is approaching the Muslims you know, The Arabs and the rest of the Muslims You get the idea? Sharrin qadik tarab, you know, and uh, you can see the fitting that we are dealing with. That's Allah subhanahu wa taala salamu wa afiyah. So the point is that this hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is intact, is not weak. Be idhnillahi azzawajal is authentic, and yajujo majujo are drilling, are trying to break the place every single day, and they will never be able to do it until the time Allah subhanahu wa taala wants them to come out, and then they will be able to uh, break it and come out with the with the people. Uh, Fatima. Please help Abdurrahman send him to his friend and then come back. Uh, take the sticker with you. Don't forget dua. No, no, he's enough. Wait. So, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, This is mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whatever happens, the protection from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala against the Ajuja Majuj. And whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is doing uh, for the humankind is nothing but the mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَإِذَا جَعَلَهُ So Dhulqarnain told them that this is mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَإِذَا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to level the place and the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is always true. فَإِذَا جَاءَ وَعْدُ رَبِّي جَعْلَهُ دَكَّاءُ وَكَانَ وَعْدُ رَبِّي حَقَّاءُ And the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always, is always true. So when is it the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala going to take place in this matter? This is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreed that the Ajuj and Ajuj are going to come out. قَالَ جَعْلَهُ دَكَّاءُ وَكَانَ وَعْدُ رَبِّي حَقَّاءُ وَتَرَكْنَا بَعْضَهُمْ يَوْمَئِذٍ يَمُوجُ فِي بَعْضٍ وَنُثِخَ فِي الصُّورِ فَجَمَعْنَاهُمْ جَمَعَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَتَرَكْنَا بَعْضَهُمْ يَوْمَئِذٍ يَمُوجُ فِي بَعْضٍ SubhanAllah, you will see people mixing with each other and يَجُجُ مَجُجُ They're mixing with the rest of the people and uh, this facade and corruption and fitna is taking place amongst them according to an interpretation يَمُوجُ بَعْضُهُمْ فِي بَعْضٍ يَمُوجُ بَعْضِهِمْ لِبَعْضٍ This one is referring يَمُوجُ بَعْضُهُمْ يَوْمَئِذٍ يَمُوجُ بَعْضُهُمْ فِي بَعْضٍ this is referring to the Ajuju Majuju when they come out and mix with the people. You see people in a state of confusion, you know, you know, people in the state of confusion, they don't know where to go and what to do. And the Ajuju Majuju will be there everywhere. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَتَرَكْنَا بَعْضَهُمْ يَوْمَيْدٍ يَمُوجُ فِي بَعْضٍ وَنُفِخَ فِي الصُّورِ And then the trumpet will be, will be blown. فَجَمَعَنَاهُمْ جَمَعَ And then we will gather Every one of them in the way Allah SWT prescribed. So this is an interpretation and this is the closest interpretation inshallah to the truth. Although there are some scholars who believe who believe that is referring to the day of judgment. On the day of judgment you will see people being gathered in one place mixing with each other in the way Allah SWT prescribed. But since Allah SWT says وَنُفِقَ فِي سُورِ فَجَمَعْنَاهُمْ جَمَعَهُمْ and he, although the wa'ulatak tadi al-tartib, 
but this one is the closest opinion because it is attached to the story Allah SWT has mentioned. He said the sad is open. Because Allah did not talk about the day of judgment yet. But he talked about the opening of the sad. He said, And then the trumpet will be blown. Israfil is going to blow into the trumpet. And this will be the end of this life. Subhanallah. This will be the end of this life. There's a very huge trumpet and huge angel. The Prophet said, I saw him, I saw his two eyes like two bright stars, very huge bright stars. And he's looking at the Arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he plays the trumpet in his mouth waiting for the time which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to grant him the signal to blow in the trumpet and then he will blow. The trumpet will be blown three times. The first one will be, the, 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 will be putting the fear you know, in the heart of the people, the creation. People will be confused. The second one when it comes, this is what the life will see completely. A person was about to drink something, he put it in his hand, the trumpet will be blown. He will not be able to take it inside his mouth. A person was about to finalize a business, he will not be able to receive the item or to pay the price. A person will be tried. So it happens like this. Nobody thought the day of judgment is going to happen at that moment. Nobody is, uh, I mean, is thinking of dying at that moment because people are busy with the dunya. And then suddenly the trumpet will be blown, everyone will be gone. Nobody will remain except those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exempted. Then this is not an issue that we should dwell on it. We should always focus on that which benefit us. How to prepare to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the message actually. Whenever actually, whenever you hear about the trumpet being blown by Israfil alayhi salam, the most important lesson you should learn from this that I have to be prepared all the time. Look into your life and see what exactly are you doing. Are you going with the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or you're going against the law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If you're going against, you have to fix yourself and wait for your qiyamah to take place. Because although that hadith has some weaknesses in it, but if you die, your qiyamah has already begun. That's the beginning of the journey, you know, for you, your journey to, the, to meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the, la- the last blowing in trumpet is the one that will take place on the day of judgment. When Allah SWT will blow into the trumpet and then everyone will come. This is what Allah SWT is referring to here. When he says, And the trumpet will be blown and will bring each and every one of them back. So dear brothers and sisters, preparation is needed. And being in a state of consciousness is needed. You know. All the time. The Prophet وسلم, after seeing Israfil, he said, uh, He says, How am I going to enjoy myself? They told him, Ya Rasulullah, how why can't you enjoy yourself in the way we enjoy it? He said, How can I enjoy myself? How can I enjoy how can I enjoy life? You know, after seeing that trumpet on the mouth, you know, in the mouth of the angel, waiting for the time that Allah SWT will command him to blow, and then he would just blow. He said, how can I enjoy? But it doesn't mean that we should live an ascetic life. No, you should enjoy and get the blessings of Allah SWT, whatever Allah SWT grants you. But the most important thing is to make sure that you are taking the halal, and you are doing things in the right way. Does it? Enjoy your life in the way you want, but make sure that whatever you do is halal. And you are doing things in the in the right way. <coughs> so 
So Allah says, وَعَرَضْنَا جَهَنَّمَ يَوْمَ إِذِنْ لِلْكَافِرِينَ عَرْضًا On the day of judgment, we are going to present Jahannam for the non-believers. SubhanAllah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we are going to present Jahannam, you know, لِلْكَافِرِينَ عَرْضًا He says in <coughs> Surah Al-Nazi'at, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَجِيَ يَوْمَ إِذِنْ بِجَهَنَّمِ On the day of judgment, Jahannam will be brought. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam says, uh, there it is going to be, uh, to be, to be brought. You know, he says uh, it will be changed with 70,000 uh, bridles, you know, uh, chains. You know, you have the, the belts which you, you, you hang on the neck of the, of the, the horse. You know, so it, the Prophet said it will be changed by 70,000 of uh, chains, you know, and each one of them will be held by 70,000 angels. SubhanAllah. 70,000 chains or belts, you know, bridles, and uh, 70,000, you know, and 70,000 angels are holding each and every one of them. Each and every one of them is held by, by 70,000 angels. What does that tell you? It tells you how big is Jahannam. How big is Jahannam? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informed us through the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu that this place is very evil. Allah says, If you're looking for an evil place, look at the hell. You will not see some, a place which is worse than, than the hell. Okay, let me have the class. Go and ask your mother. Okay, shukran. It's a very evil place. So evil in the way, actually, it eats itself. As the Sunnah of the Prophet mentioned, it eats itself. Can you imagine a place which is so evil, it is eating itself, you know? SubhanAllah. I think this is wallahi more than enough for us. It eats itself, you know? Until the time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted it permission to breathe twice in a year to make it easy. Because hell complained to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Allah, part of me is eating the other part, you know? And imagine this place, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised it to make it full. And wallahi to be made full by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the one who is the waqut, the fuel of uh, Jahannam is an-nas wal-hijara. Human beings and the rocks. So dear brothers and sisters, the way to success has been given to us. And how to avoid hell is given to us by the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa in detail. Every single thing that you need to pass the test in this life and to succeed and to escape hell, Wallah is given to you in detail. You just need to uh, focus and take that which is uh, presented to you by the Prophet and use it and be patient and that's it. You know, nowadays we're too much distracted, too much dunya people. You know, very simple somebody to come and distract you and put you, put you in a state of confusion. So many unhalal things, so many shubha, you know. You know, a person says to you, this is haram, and he brought you so many evidences, but another person can come to you and give you a shubha, and then you will start thinking of going to it. SubhanAllah, as a Muslim, as somebody who uses wisdom and think wisely, you should say the least I can see in this thing is that this is a doubtful matter that I will stay with it. I will stay away from, from it. Even if I don't say it is haram, but it is better for me to stay away from it. Who does that in our life? Except a few. Except a few. Wallahi, we have a long journey, my dear brothers and sisters, what I can tell myself and everyone among us that we have a long journey. You need to prepare for this. 
you need to prepare for this. And always remember this. This make it easy for you to make the better and the good uh, preparation. Always remember that life on earth is temporary. Life on earth is temporary. And death is confirmed and guaranteed. And when you die, what happens after that is what you're supposed to be thinking about. What happens after that is what you're supposed to be thinking about. No matter how much you age and you live on earth, you will definitely be taken back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala one day for accountability. The eternal the life of eternity where there is no death in it is the life in the hereafter. So build your house correctly because whatever you see on the Day of Judgment, it is based on what you prepared for. The Prophet sallallahu said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ibadi innama hi a'malukum uhsiha lakum. He said, these are your, your deeds. I collected everything and I packed it for you and I preserved it for you. If you, uh, on the day of judgment, I'm going to give you uh, what you earned. Whoever finds good in his uh, account, he should thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whoever finds other than good, he shouldn't blame anyone except himself. You Allah, we did everything. Whatever you find is the result of your earning. So make sure that you are righteous and you do that which pleases Allah so that you can attain the success in this, in this life. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَرَضْنَا جَهَنَّمَ يَوْمَ إِذِ الْكَافِرِينَ عَرْضًا Who are these people who will be occupying Jahannam? Allah says, أَلَّذِينَ كَانَتْ أَعِينُهُمْ فِي غِطَاءٍ عَنْ ذِكْرِ وَكَانُوا لَا يَسْتَطِعُونَ سَمَعًا These are the people who are كَانَتْ أَعِينُهُمْ فِي غِطَاءٍ عَنْ ذِكْرِ You know, their eyes is always blocked. You know, there is hijab between them and seeing the truth and the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they were not having the complete and the attentive listening and the hearing, you know, whenever the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is being granted to them. Like the one, what they will be saying when they go to hell. They say if we were able to listen properly, you know, they were not listening to the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they were not able to see it because of the hijab between them and the truth. You know. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَفَحَسِبَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا أَنْ يَتَّخِذُوا عِبَادِي مِنْ دُونِ أَوْلِيَاءِ إِنَّا أَعْتَنَا جَهَنَّمَ يَوْمَئِذٍ لِلْكَافِرِينَ نُزُولًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the non-believers and the wrongdoers and whoever is going against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, do they think that they can just go against Allah and take other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's awliya and they succeed with that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, no, we have prepared jahannam for those kuffar and those evildoers who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not forgive. The final dwelling will be will be the Jahannam. Uh, those kuffar, those people who are amongst the believers, but they do wrongdoing in a way they make Allah SWT angry with them. If they go to hell, there will be a time whereby they will be taken to hell. Uh, they will be taken from hell to paradise. A Muslim, no matter how much he committed of sins, he will never remain in par- in hell. He will never remain in hell forever. But people shouldn't take it for granted. Because if you know what hell is all about, you will not agree to stay in hell for a second. The Prophet said, it is so hot in the way he said, if you want to know the temperature (coughs) in hell, you should see the temperature of a fire in this life and multiply that by uh, uh, 70. You know, subhanAllah. 
how how does it how does it go you know uh, if you have a fire that reached two thousand degrees you know uh, uh, what what do you, what do you think if you multiply uh, this by seventeen how much you come up with so Allah subhanahu wa taala tawfiq so Allah subhanahu wa taala says uh, uh, so Jahannam is prepared for for the wrong for the wrongdoers and the kuffar. So as I said, a Muslim will not stay in in Jahannam forever. But this is not to be taken for granted. The Prophet Allah said the lowest person in terms of punishment is somebody who touched the hell with his feet, but the the reaction is seen on his head. The brain is boiling. The brain the brain is is boiling. Allah says, قُلْ هَلْ نَنَبِّئُكُمْ بِالْأَخْسَرِينَ آمَالَهُ الَّذِينَ ضَلَّ سَأَيُهُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَهُمْ يَحْسَبُونَ أَنَّهُمْ يَحْسُنُونَ سُنَاهُ أُولَئِكَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بِآيَاتِ رَبِّهِمْ وَلِقَائِهِ فَحَبِطَتْ آمَالُهُمْ فَلَا نُقِيمُ لَهُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ وَزْنًا ذَلِكَ جَزَاؤُهُمْ جَهَنَّمُ بِمَا كَفَرُوا وَاتَّخَذُوا آيَاتِي وَرُسُلِي هُزُوًا the 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 worst people in terms of losing their their deed, you know the worst person who lost his deed, you know al uh, amala, the most uh, lost person in terms of in terms of deed. Would you like me to tell you the one whose activities are useless, you know, and he lost almost everything? These are the people that their activities and their deeds are, uh, I mean, are going astray. They're all bad. But subhanAllah, but they thought they're pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with that. SubhanAllah. Some scholars said, according to the narration of Al-Bukhari, somebody was, ask, somebody was asking one of the companions of the Prophet sallallahu is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala referring to Haruriya? Haruriya, these are the Khawarij. Yeah, these are the Khawarij. Is he referring to them? Because these are the first group which are apparently emerging during the time of the companions of the Prophet. You know, to be really going astray, you know. So was he talking about them? That companion said no. He was talking about the Jew and the Christian. The Jew and the Christian. Uh, some scholars said uh, they asked Ali bin Abi Talib, and he mentioned that this Haruriya is is the one that is intended here, the Khawarij. Ibn Kathir said no. Ibn Kathir said no. He says, uh, he says no according to the statement of Ali bin Abi Talib that this ayah included uh, Khawarij and Wagayru. Uh, no. It includes Khawarij and also other than Khawarij. It includes Yahud and Nasara and Khawarij and Mu'tazila and all of those deviant sects they are included in this. Anyone who deviated from the right path of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is included in, in, this, in this ayah. He said because the ayah was revealed in Makkah, Khawarij did not even exist you know, at that moment. So Allah subhanahu has given us a principle and a formula to be used and to understand what is the meaning of loss in this life. 
So he says, الَّذِينَ ضَلَّ سَعِيُهُمْ فِي الْحَيَةِ الدُّنْيَا وَهُمْ يَحْسَبُونَ أَنَّهُمْ يَحْسَنُونَ سُرْعَةً And these are the people that, you know, ضَلَّ سَعِيُهُمْ فِي الْحَيَةِ الدُّنْيَا They are not following the correct thing, you know. But they think they are right. Christian thinks they are right. Jew, they think they are right. I mean, at least those common people amongst them, the scholars, they know they are not right. Uh, they know they are not on the right path. But out of the following the, of the dunya, they don't want to confess and submit to the truth. The same goes to the Shia and they are like, you know. So uh, all of these sects and group, the ayah also include them. You have some people, they believe that they should punish themselves and this is an act of worship to them. You see some of these uh, Christians, they are carrying the huge cross, you know, and you see a person bleeding, subhanAllah. What kind of religion is this? You see some of the Shia, they have a day where they come and beat themselves. There were cases of death. The last one and the latest one I saw is a group of people who stood, I mean, uh, uh, lie down on the ground and a heavy car comes and step on them, you know. I believe, I believe according to what I see, most likely the first one is dead completely. The second one is about to die because I can see the way he's moving his leg, he's also gone. The third one is half-half and the rest they survive. And then they stand up and run away. And they think they're pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah. If this ayah is not applicable on them, then it is applicable on who? You come with the knife and beat yourself and you think this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks you to do. What is this? You know, the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not this. This is not the religion of Allah. This cannot be the religion of Allah. Allah did not reveal Islam to punish people. Allah says, وَمَا جَعَلَ عَلَيْكُمْ فِي الدِّينِ مِنْ حَرَجِ Allah did not place difficulty. Actually, Muhammad came to remove us from any, I mean, to protect us from any, I mean, to take us, uh, I mean, uh, his arrival is uh, actually the sign of the removal of the difficulties and the shackles that were placed on the previous nations. The Jews and the Christians, they receive this uh, kind of difficulties because of their attitude, especially the Jew. Rasulullah came with the relief. But then somebody come who claim to be part of the Ummah Muhammad and introduce at the same time things which are part of those previous religion. Actually, even in those religions, we never found this actually. To gather yourself in a place and then to keep on hitting yourself with metals and knife and swords, you know, and think that you are pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hayhat. So Allah says, Hal bil amala so their, their deeds are all astray. But unfortunately, they think they're pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بِآيَاتِ رَبِّهِمْ وَلِقَائِهِ فَحَبِطَتْ عَمَالُهُمْ فَلَا نُقِيمُ لَهُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ وَزْنَا These are the people that disbelieve in the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and did not follow correctly the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa And many of them do not accept the fact that they are going to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the Day of Judgment. Allah says, On the day of judgment, we will never give them a value. Subhanallah. I will never give them a value at all. They will not be having a mass. The heart will not be having any mass. There will not be, 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 uh, be, be mass for the heart. You know, it will be so light, not heavy on the scale. And this shows that a person is going to be placed on the scale on the day of judgment. As the Prophet said, in many places, a person will be brought back to Allah SWT on the Day of Judgment. And this person is so big, Al-Azim, al the Prophet SAW said, a very bulk person in terms of 
body building and size but he says the heart the, the person when he was placed in this on the scale he will not be equivalent the weight of this person will not be equivalent to the wing the weight of the wing of a mosquito to hear that you know, even the wing of a mosquito will be heavier than this person why is that because his heart is very light what fills your heart is iman and make it heavier than anything on on the scale the prophet sallallahu when they laugh at the feet of abdullah ibn, ibn Mas'ud, he said atadhakuna min diqqati saqayh fa wallahi lahu ma athqalu fil mizan min jabal uhud the prophet sallallahu said the feet of abdullah ibn Mas'ud, they are heavier you know on the scale than the mount of uhud so be very careful, my dear brothers and sisters. Make sure that whatever you are eating is halal. <clears throat> because your body is going to be placed on the scale. And based on that, the decision will be made. If haram is more on your body, you might be suffering. You might be in trouble because of this. So make sure that whatever you take, according to you, is halal. Try your best not to take something unless if it is something that you believe is 100% halal. And according to you, again, try your best not to take something that is halal. Suffice yourself with the halal, even if it is little. You will not get into trouble on the Day of Judgment when you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَلَا نُقِيمُ لَهُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ وَزْنَا ذَلِكَ جَزَاؤُهُمْ جَهَنَّمَ بِمَا كَفَرُوا وَاتَّخَذُوا آيَاتِي وَرُسُلِي هُزْوَا And this is the jaza. The reward Allah SWT is rewarding them in that way according to their evil attitude, evil attitude and their evil deed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And these are the ones that whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to them, they will be making mockery. You know? And whenever scholars uh, talk to them, they will be making mockery. You know, subhanAllah, we have a lot these days, you know. People who think that you're just joking when you talk about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they laugh when they hear something about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They make jokes, you know, they make mockery. You know. They think uh, this is smartness. You know. They think that this is smartness. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq. But, but my dear brothers and sisters, wallahi, we really need to understand the concept of life and the nature of life in this dunya. It is nothing but a temporary living which will fizzle and end. You know, make it the best and make it a good ending and be prepared to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sooner or later. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Inna So we talk about the non-believers, we talk about the wrongdoers as for the good ones. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to grant them firdaus as nuzula. Nuzula is here is interpreted as diyafa, reception from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah. Allah will welcome them in Firdaus. And you know what Firdaus means? Firdaus is the highest level in paradise. The highest place in paradise is Firdaus. There is no place which is better than that. What makes it better than any other place is that the roof of Firdaus is the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. SubhanAllah. That's why Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, whenever you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for Jannah, فَسَلُوهُ Firdaus. Always ask him for Firdaus. Because it's the highest place in Jannah. And it's also the best place in Jannah. And also the roof of Al-Firdaus is 
the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you are going to be the neighbor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. SubhanAllah. So, I mean, isn't it more than enough to convince all of us, you know, to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to focus on that which benefit our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? I do believe this is more than enough. Wallahi, this is more than enough for us to be humble and to come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and look for the akhirah, you know, with the dunya. Use the dunya to look for the, for the akhirah. Use the dunya to look for the akhirah. Whenever there is a contradiction between your dunya and the akhirah, favor the akhirah. Don't favor the dunya. Because this one is going to, uh, to end and the other one is going to remain. Allah says, Allah says, you are favoring the dunya. That's why we get, you get into trouble. Whereas the akhirah is always better for you and the more lasting. More lasting means the one that will never end at all. So which one should be given the preference? So إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ كَانَتْ لَهُمْ جَنَّاتٌ فِرْدَوْسِ نُزُلًا خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا لَا يَبْغُونَ عَنْهَا حِوَلًا They will live in it. لَا يَبْغُونَ عَنْهَا حِوَلًا They will never ask Allah SWT to replace it with something else. We already know that if you go to Jannah, you will, uh, I mean, uh, you will live in Jannah forever. But what is the benefit of mentioning لَا يَبْغُونَ عَنْهَا حِوَلًا because Allah says you will remain in that. And you know, usually when you remain in one place, you get bored of it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to stay away from this thinking because this is Jannah. They will never look for replacement or something to be, to be given to them in, in, instead of this. They will never ask for that. Because in Jannah, you have, uh, 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 Ibn Qayyim says that the mulk, the kingdom of a person in Jannah is measured uh, uh, as uh, 2,000 you know, years. 2,000 years. Rasulullah said, it is not easy for the believer to see the last part of his kingdom. The lowest person among us in Jannah, the poorest person in Jannah is the one who gets from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more than 10 times of this world. So subhanAllah. What are we fighting for here, you know? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us contentment and satisfaction and help us to maintain our taqwa and righteousness and istiqamah until the time we see, the time we inherit this place of firdaus, insha'Allah azawajal. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ كَانَتْ لَهُمْ جَنَّاتُ الْفِرْدَوْسِ نُوزُلًا خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا لَا يَبْغُونَ عَنْهَا حِوَلًا قُلْ لَوْ كَانَ الْبَحْرُ مِدَادًا لِكَلِمَاتِ رَبِّي لَنَفِدَ الْبَحْرُ قَبْلَ أَنْ تَنْفَرَ كَلِمَاتُ رَبِّي وَلَوْ جِئْنَا بِمِثْلِهِ مَدَدًا قُلْ إِنَّمَا أَنَا بَشَرٌ مِثْلُكُمْ يُوحَى إِلَيَّ أَنَّمَا إِلَهُكُمْ إِلَهٌ وَاحِدٌ فَمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُو لِقَاءَ رَبِّهِ فَلْيَعْمَلْ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا وَلَا يُشْرِكْ بِعِبَادَةِ رَبِّهِ أَحَدًا Allah SWT talks about his knowledge now after talking about all of those details let me finish and then come back to you just wait for me here shukran just wait inshallah and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ لَوْ كَانَ الْبَحْرُ مِدَادًا لِكَلِمَاتِ رَبِّي لَنَفِلَ الْبَحْرُ قَبْلَ أَنْ تَنْفَرَ كَلِمَاتُ رَبِّي Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talk about his knowledge, his attributes, his names, you know, and issues related to him, and to, to instill in our heart his greatness. He says, لَوْ كَانَ الْبَحْرُ مِدَادًا لِكَلِمَاتِ رَبِّي <coughs> If the sea, the ocean, is going to be turned into an ink, you know, you turn the ocean into an ink. 
it is going to finish if you're going to write, use that ink to write the names and the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the issues of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the knowledge of Allah, the, the ink will finish, you know, and the, 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 uh, the, knowledge, the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are still there as if you don't do anything in them. SubhanAllah. That's why he says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so great. Whatever is related to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so great. Allah says, وَلَوْ كَانَ مَا فِي الْأَرْضِ مِنْ شَجَرَةٍ أَقْلَامٌ وَالْبَحْرُ يَمُدُّهُ مِنْ بَعْدِهِ سَبْعَةُ عَبُحُورٍ مَا نَفِرَتْ كَلِمَاتُ اللَّهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, if that which you find on earth of trees, Allah will turn them into, into pens. Every single tree you find on earth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will turn it into a pen. وَالْبَحْرُ يَمُدُّهُ مِنْ بَعْدِهِ سَبْعَةُ عَبُحُورٍ And the ocean it is turned into an ink and Allah SWT multiplied if you multiply it by seven so seven oceans and this number seven it doesn't mean restriction you can multiply it by billions and billions infinity number of words the names of Allah SWT will remain the pens will be finishing and will be broken and the ink will be will be finishing but the word of Allah SWT is still remaining there brothers and sisters we are dealing with this one dealing with this one and how is it possible for you if you are dealing with somebody like this? And, and I mean, how is it possible for you to lose hope? How is it possible for a believer to lose hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So understand that he knows what he does and he knows what is happening with you. Whatever happens to you, be happy. If it is from him, be happy. And look for solution. You know, look for the solution from who? From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. So he says, قُلْ لَوْ كَانَ الْبَحْرُ مِدَادًا لِكَلِمَاتِ رَبِّي لَنَفِلَ الْبَحْرُ قَبْلَ أَنْ تَنْفَرَ كَلِمَاتُ رَبِّي وَلَوْ جِئْنَا بِمِثْلِهِ مَدَدًا قُلْ إِنَّمَا أَنَا بَشَرٌ مِثْلُكُ Allah SWT informed the Prophet ﷺ to tell everyone that he is Bashar. You know, this is a message and a refutation against anyone who thinks that the Prophet ﷺ is not a human being. You know, there are some groups without mentioning names and you know who they are. There are some groups who if you say that the Prophet ﷺ is Bashar, they will fight you for that. I don't know what they're talking about because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Qul ana bashar. The Prophet said, Innama ana bashar. He said, I'm bashar. And somebody will come and tell us, no, he is not bashar. So what do you think he is? I mean, you, we know him more than the way he knows himself. We know him more than the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows him. What is this? Allah says he is bashar. You know, some people, they're trying to take the Prophet ﷺ to the situation whereby they think that he is also has, having the capacity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of them said, the Prophet ﷺ, the dunya and the akhirah is in his hand. He gives it to whom so that he wishes. And also, some part of his knowledge, not even all of it, some part of his knowledge is the knowledge of the lahu al-qalam, the pen that is writing the decree. The Prophet ﷺ knows all of that. Somebody, when he hears this, he said, this person, what did he leave for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? SubhanAllah. He gives the Prophet some of the qualities of Allah. That's why Rasulullah said, Don't exaggerate in praising me just like the way the, the Christian did when they were praising the Isa ibn Maryam. They went on to say that he's the son of Allah. The Prophet said, I'm a slave of Allah and his messenger, and this is what I want you to address me with. A slave of Allah and his, and his messenger. So he says, Tell them that you are a bashar, human being. You ha So this is the difference between us and Rasulullah. 
is chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be the best of the best and to receive the wahi from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which we don't. So the trust is, I mean, uh, for the Prophet we trust him all and he's the source of information for us. You know, when we want something about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we only get it through the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa so these are the principles of success and what Allah SWT wants you to conclude the tafsir of this surah with it. My dear brothers and sisters, if you miss anything that we mention in this, in the interpretation of this surah, except this one, you definitely succeed. You know, because this is what Allah SWT wants you to go out with. He says, You have nobody to worship except Allah. He is the only one who deserves this. That means you should have a strong iman and faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his existence, his uluhiyah, his rububiyah, his name and his attributes. And also you put that into practice and action and you don't compromise any part of your religion and you maintain your patience and you hold upon this system until the time you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the meaning of la ilaha illallah. If you're not aware of this, this is the meaning of la ilaha illallah. To have a strong belief and faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and all of those things that Allah wants to ask you to be believing in, in, to believe in them and put all of them into practice and action and be patient and maintain this attitude until the time you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you don't worship anyone. Whatever you do it should be for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُوا لِقَاءَ رَبِّهِ فَلْيَعْمَلْ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا وَلَا يَشْرِكُ بِعِبَادَةِ رَبِّهِ أَحَدًا All of this uh, journey that we had from Ramadan up to date, you know, almost two months, you know, of uh, gradual process in tafsir of this surah, which we try to skip so many things, you know, Allah SWT wants you to conclude with this, that the ultimate success is Iman and Al-Amal Salih. The ultimate success lies in Iman and Al-Amal Saleh. All of those stories that Allah SWT narrated in his uh, book, especially in the Surah of Al-Kahf, you see that those people who believe in Allah SWT, they succeeded. And those people who reject Allah SWT fail. So Allah SWT wants you to conclude with this. So first he said, have Iman and strong istiqamah in your heart. And also he says, be somebody who is very dedicated uh, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in terms of Al-Amal Salih. What is Al-Amal Salih? Al-Amal Salih is that which is described by Fudayl ibn Iyad when he says, مَا كَانَ خَالِصًا لِوَجْهِ اللَّهِ وَعَلَى سُنَّةِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ It's as simple as this. Al-Amal Salih, Allah says if you want to succeed and if you want the meeting between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be perfect, because he told you you're going to meet him, so he said if you want this meeting to be the most excellent meeting in your life, he says, so let you engage in righteous deed. What is a righteous deed? The one that is done sincerely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the one that is done in accordance with the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Allah Akbar. You do it sincerely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing is motivating you to do it except the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why you are doing it. You get it? And also, you just don't do it like that. But you do it according to the way the Prophet Sallallahu prescribed. You just don't do it in the way you want, but you do it in the way Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala wants. So Al-Amal Salih has two conditions. The first one is Al-Ikhlas. And the second one is Al-Mutaba'ah. 
Al-Ikhlas means sincerity, doing it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And the second one is Al-Mutaba'a. Mutaba'a al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in all of his forms. To follow the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam precisely in the way he does it. The type and the nature, you know, and the amount, you know, and the way the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is doing it, you know, and the periods of the time and the place where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is doing it, and the, 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 the how, the, 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 the kaifiyya, the way the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is doing it, in, you do it uh, precisely in the way the Prophet ﷺ asks you to do it, then Allah will accept it and make it a means of success for you. So dear brothers and sisters, this is what I managed to extract for us from this uh, surah of Al-Kahf. I ask Allah to make us among those people whom he blessed you know, in this life and he will bless uh, also in the hereafter. And I ask Allah to show us the day we will be inheriting this house of Firdaus, you know, with the prophets of Allah and the Shuhada and the Salihin of the Ummah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And may Allah love all of you who are patient with us since Ramadan up to date. May Allah uh, I mean, be with all of you, those who did not manage to come uh, to the class, but they have been with us, you know, throughout the the Ramadan until until today. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant all of us good in this life and good in the hereafter and protect us from hell. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make all of us happy in this life and the hereafter. Innahu bi kulli jameelin kafir. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik ashara la ilaha illa anta astagfirullah wa ilayk. Let's see if there is uh, uh, some questions that we can address in the next uh, a few minutes insha'Allah. Tabarakwa ta'ala. So next week, Monday, bi'idhanillah ta'ala will be the first class of that what the I hope you do not mean, you do not forget where we where we stopped. Barakallahu feekum. Salaam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Khalid. Ah Alhamdulillah. Ni'man Naib. Alhamdulillah. So yeah the first question is from Sister Safa. Salaam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Salaam alaikum what is your opinion concerning the COVID vaccines and the many controversies and information about lots of the evil surrounding it as well as its drastic effects? Wallahi, I don't know. And I cannot talk on this topic because I have heard a lot. Uh, many uh, doctors and physicians uh, don't agree and many agree. So I don't know, you know, this thing, uh, I'm still confused. I just ask Allah to protect. And this is the responsibility of the authority to make sure that they shouldn't introduce anything that is harmful. But as for my side, I have never sat down and studied and I'm not a physician. So uh, uh, doctors should be contacted. And uh, this is the job of the authority. Wherever you live, they should uh, check and make sure that it is not harmful. And then they bring it, inshallah. Uh, vaccines, as I always mention, they don't contradict the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unless if a person believes in that. Uh, if you believe that they have the power to stop the qadr, then yes, uh, it's wrong for you to go for that. But are they beneficial? This is the question. And you know the debate among the, uh, the, the science, scientists, you know, which is uh, up to date uh, there. So as I said, this is the matter of the, the authority. This is their job. They should make sure that they don't introduce anything to uh, the community which is which is harmful. As for this one, the COVID, you know, I have been asking even doctors, you know, uh, what I see is the same controversy among uh, the scholars. So, like any, uh, when I say scholars here, I'm talking about the scholars in the in the in the medical field. 
So we have heard a lot. The side effect and the way it is, we have heard a lot. And we have heard also the other picture. People say that is nothing in it. And people will tell you that according to their study, it's okay. That is nothing in it. So, wallahu alam, this matter is doubtful. If it is imposed on you, then that's something else. A person should go on and do it and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect him. The most important thing is uh, the precautions. You know, take precautions and make sure that you avoid anything that might put you into trouble from this uh, disease. It is part of the talk to uh, comply with uh, the rules. You know, when the government says do this, you know, just go with that. Because I do believe the reason why they're bringing all of these things is to protect uh, the community. So maintain the, the mask, you know, and uh, and try minimize, you know, here in Malaysia now we have the, the, the uh, what do you call it? the NCO. Try, don't go out. Try, don't go out. Alhamdulillah, last water made it work. In the first time when it was placed, subhanAllah, we went down to, uh, to the lowest level. This is also part of the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you should listen, you know. I know it's not, it's not easy for some of us to listen. We go out unnecessarily. I do believe this is uh, very wrong. So take the precautions and uh, be healthy. This is the most defense you have. And try to improve your defense system. You know, the natural one that Allah SWT has granted, uh, granted you. This is the real vaccine. You know, the real vaccine you have is the natural defense that Allah SWT put in you. So develop them so much. You know, in case in the future, if something happened like this, Alhamdulillah, you have defenders, you know, things to fight, you know, on your behalf and protect you and, and the family. You get it, uh, Shafa or whoever is asking. Uh, this uh, matter, as I said, these are uh, the matters of uh, the, the rulers, uh, not to be discussed in the classrooms like this. May Allah grant us good. Sayyid, uh, the second question is uh, regarding the Dajjal. Mm. He's asking, what is his uh, background story, like you know of Iblis, that he was in the Jannah and uh, he used to live there, and then he disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so he was kicked out of uh, Jannah. Is there any backstory to Dajjal before the knowledge we have of him? Uh, no, I have never come across in all of the books I have read about Dajjal, authentic information about uh, his background story or his history, biography, who was he, his parents, and all of these. I have never come across authentic uh, thing uh, from the Prophet And as such, we just restrict ourselves to that which is given to, to us. Mm. Regarding the ayah that talks about those that believe and do good, their welcome will be until those. How do we understand those that will be in other parts of Jannah? Yeah. That, okay. Not that's this is just Allah SWT talking about the best reward that He granted people. But every single person has his own position in Jannah. Some of us might not be able to go to Firdaus. Uh, to Firdaus. May Allah SWT make us not among these ones. May Allah make us among those who will inherit the Firdaus. There is no contradiction at all. Uh, this is a specific type of iman and righteousness. Specific type of iman and righteousness. Yeah, these are the ones that will inherit the, the Fiddos, that highest level Allah SWT is mentioning. But whoever believes in Allah SWT and acts righteous, righteously, uh, he will be inheriting Jannah. And you have heard that Jannah, <coughs> Jannah, the lowest place in Jannah, is, equivalent, is, is greater than 10 times of this world. And that person has everything he wishes. Everything he wishes he has. 
And you will be wondering, so what is it there in the, in the second level, you know? And you have hundreds, if not thousands of levels on top of him. So as somebody says, uh, who cares? The point is to go inside paradise, you know? <laughs> the most important thing is to get yourself in Jannah, not to have a transit in hell. That's the most important thing. But try, Allah wants you to, to aim for the best. Allah wants you to aim for the best. But don't you ever lose everything in the way you will be placed in a place which is out of Jannah. The minimum you get, you should get is the lowest part of Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us good. And let us see the time where we'll be inheriting this fiddles, inshallah. Inshallah. Next question from Sister Munni. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Shaykh. Barakallahu fikum. Ameen wa fikum. Ameen. For everything you have taught us. Jazakumullah. What does it mean that Jahannam will eat itself? Is there any further explanation to this description? Yeah, we take it literally. Jahannam is eating itself. But you know, everything has its own way, right? Uh, it is uh, created, uh, 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 it has its own nature. So the way it eats itself, you know, uh, it, it is the way it eats itself. That's the best explanation we give. Something which is not explained by the Prophet ﷺ and we keep it like that. Like when he says, Allah SWT gave it permission to breathe twice in a year. And the breathing, the breathing, uh, breathing of hell is uh, represented by the winter and the summer. You see, it's almost similar to breathing, you know, bringing air outside, you know. But it's different from what we know, you know. Breathing comes from somebody who has nose and, and this and that. Is it the case of the hell? We don't go into the much detail. So uh, we don't know how does it happen, but we believe that it is happening in its own way, you know, in the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created it. Wallahu alam. Do we know why it does it? Uh, come again. Do we know why Jahannam eats itself? Uh, that's the nature of the place. Allah SWT did not mention nothing. But you can say out of hunger, looking for what to eat. Uh, mm. That's why, uh, that's, uh, just to give it, to give it uh, the relief, uh, Allah SWT granted it uh, uh, ability to breathe twice in, in a year. And on the Day of Judgment, the reason why it was changed, because it will be trying to get uh, people anyhow. But Allah SWT will restrict it, you know, only to uh, those whom Allah SWT agree with them to be going to hell. So Allah SWT. Mm. Uh, uh, Okay, Jazakumullah khairan. May Allah SWT grant you good and be with you wherever you are. In the kulli jameel and kafeel. Subhanak Allahumma wa bihamdik ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. See you on Monday insha'Allah. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.